Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. How you doing, Broseph? Good, busy. Yeah, Seems man. Seems a few days away and jamming on a truck and somehow worked in a weekend at uh, Vegas with the GT500, new 2020 GT500. And, yeah. I and then I forgot Leno's Garage you got on the schedule for uh, this weekend as well. So. Yeah, a <laughs> lot going on. Um, tell me about, and funny, I think I saw Shelby had a they one of the auctions, maybe Russo coming up talking about having Shelby's GT500 up for sale. Carol Shelby's, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately went like, oh, is, is it a 68 or whatever it is? But it's the newer one. I glanced at it. I don't know. It could be 2011 or, or yeah, if yeah. it was his, yeah, it was probably like 2008 or something. Or something. But, yeah. but either way, all things are kind of coming up Shelby. These days, with uh, you know, with the Ford v Ferrari movie coming out and your doc coming out, and and I know there's going to be some announcements soon on that, uh, right? And yeah, and Ford, I don't know, I don't think Ford obviously timed this around the movie and stuff like that because they probably didn't even know about the movie when they started planning this car. But uh, 2020 Shelby GT500, it's uh, supercharged and 760 horsepower and fantastic. Yeah, I'm, uh, as we speak, I'm going to be at the Peterson Museum interviewing uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, and James Mangold for ACS uh, this this week. So or today. So that's interesting. You guys can listen to that on Monday. Um, I saw the GT500 unveiled on Jay Leno's garage. Yeah, with Seal, the singer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. Uh, it looked like a ton of car, and finally, the interior and the stance and the exterior, they finally got it right. It's what it's I would mean. Say. And I saw the clip from Jay Leno's garage. The car was black? It looked, uh, I, I think, think it was a midnight blue. That's Oh, that's, the, the Kona blue. Because they had, you know. That's what I recall. We, the car doesn't actually look that good, like in an all black. Like I, you know, I get the guys that want to like murder it out and do it all black, but I don't. But it's a mean looking car, and it's fantastic, and it has like all the cool things that you couldn't get on a Mustang previous. It has you know has functional aero, like they put a lot of time into the wing, and they, you know, and the carbon pack has carbon fiber wheels and sixteen and a half inch diameter brakes. Sixteen and a half inch <laughs> diameter like, brakes. Jesus Christ! Uh, you know, I think Motor Trend had already said this is not just the best Mustang ever made; it's one of the best sports cars ever made. And and I would agree with that one hundred percent. And you know, I've gone on a bunch of these uh, these press events, these drive events, and it's a lot of like pick up a Lincoln Corsair in San Francisco and drive it through the canyons to Carmel Valley Ranch and have a nice dinner. But uh, this event was, you know, pick you up from the airport, stay at Mandalay Bay, bright early in the morning, you go out to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and there's 20 or 25 GT500s all lined up. 
bright colors like a pack of Skittles out there. They're grabber lime and the bright orange and three shades of blue. And, you know, it's a, it's a great, fantastic lineup. You do like a canyon run on the streets for two hours, and then you come back and you get on the track. Very simply, they're like, here's your helmet. Here's your Hans device. We'll walk you through the track. You do the warm-up lap. You do three high-speed runs and then a cool-down lap. And uh, you really get to experience the car, uh, all of its power, all of its handling characteristics. You, you did um, 760 horsepower, correct? 760 horsepower. I drove both the normal version and the carbon pack, the track pack. Through a, a seven-speed. So it's a seven-speed dual-clutch transmission. It's a seven-speed paddle shift DCT. It's made by Tremec, who makes the manuals anyway. Right. Uh, and it's good. It's really good. And I'll tell you, you know, even driving some of your older cars and your racing cars and uh, even sports cars not that long ago, if you want them to perform well and to handle well, you start to sacrifice ride quality and comfort and noise. But with technology today, they have MagnaRide. They have all, you know, normal mode, sport mode, track mode. They have launch control. They have a Christmas tree for drag racing. You're driving down the freeway in in comfort mode. You can even change the feedback of the steering, mm-hmm. and it's as comfortable as anything else out there. What is what is what's the base on that car? I think seventy six thousand could be seventy four, but it's mid seventy seventy five thousand base. You can get. A nicely equipped GT500 with a handling pack and be in the 80s, and if you want the carbon pack, you're you're at a hundred thousand. But the carbon pack has uh, the exposed carbon fiber rear wing. It has the the different nose, different splitter with the canards on it. It has the carbon fiber wheels. Right. What were you doing? Your quarter miles, you were you were eleven one in yeah. change. So Ford uh, Ford statistics are the car does zero to sixty in three point three seconds and runs ten seventies in the quarter mile. We went out to uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway that has uh, an elevation of of a few thousand feet, um, and uh, and they're running the cars back to back all day. They don't shut them off, but. Uh, getting out there, use the line lock, which is fantastic, to do All the right. big smoky burnout. Sure. And then the launch control. And uh, I ran 11 1. And uh, our buddy uh, Evan Smith, a uh, longtime editor in the Mustang world, who's like the best Mustang drag racer guy out there, um, I think he managed a 1080. And is what does the demon or the Hellcat or those. What are those doing? Not on slicks. Yeah, so that's a good question because the Demon is is a drag race vehicle. You know, it's street and, and strip. Right. But that's supposed to run nines, but it comes with a drag pack, which comes with drag radials and skinny tires and a rear seat to lead. I don't actually know what it runs in just street form, stock right. tires. By the right. way, we didn't even change the tire pressure when we drag raced them. We You know, we could have taken... You know, they're low-profile tires. You're not going to get 16 pounds, but we didn't bring them down to 25 pounds or anything. We just ran it right off the showroom stock. Yeah. It says Demon 9.65, but that may be with the drag pack. That's with the drag drag pack and stuff on it. Yeah, Hellcat 10.8. Look, uh, but again, that's with the drag pack. The, The point is this. If you can hang with a Hellcat 
in a quarter mile, but also carve up a canyon, yeah. then that's a hell of a car. This thing was so good around the road course. Uh, I did a few laps, and then I rode shotgun with one of their test drivers. Um, you know, of course, I thought I was going fast, and then you ride with one of those guys, and you have no idea what you're doing. But uh, uh, they they did point out that the carbon pack, uh, that the Magna ride that, that adjusts on the fly – they dial that in for whatever type of options you have on the vehicle. If you get the handling pack, if you get the carbon pack with the carbon fiber wheels, they said that uh, the Magnarite is tuned for all of that. And all, you know, the transmission, everything is tuned for that. And to give you an example, because we always talk about lightweight wheels and what does that mean and two piece rotors and, and carbon ceramic rotors, what does it mean? They said, all things being equal, the carbon fiber wheels are roughly two seconds faster around a road course that they tested on compared to the standard wheel. Just that alone. Once you dial it in with that light weight, uh, it makes it makes a difference. Unsprung weight, mm-hmm. man. So it's not, you know, you save, you know, you take out the back seat and you save a few pounds, but that's in the middle of the car. Yeah. But you do the rims and the rotors or what have you, and you're out on the corners of the car, and that just makes a huge difference. It does. Because it, otherwise, the, the the weight savings between the carbon rims, just the rims, you're saying, yeah. it's two seconds. Two seconds is a lot. Just the rims versus forged aluminum rims on each corner is probably three and a half pounds or something. I don't, it's probably not that great. Oh, uh, from, from the from the forged rims to the carbon fiber rims, I would guess it's probably closer to, to 10 to 12 pounds per I corner. I started to think about that. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I, I think a rim is probably about 35, 40 pounds, and the carbon fibers are probably 20. Well, something for Maxipat or Kalen to, to look up, but... Um, I, I would guess it's less than 10 pounds, but maybe. I mean, it's a big difference. But yeah. again... Because you can take four pounds off with like a two-piece, a good two-piece rotor, you know, uh, the... the Hat. You know, the, yeah. And, the, right. and, then, and then when you step up to a carbon ceramic, you probably, I don't know, maybe you're cutting almost eight pounds per corner. But if you're just talking about the rims, we'll try to figure out the difference yeah. in the rims. Anyway. It's um, fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It's such so a what, good car. It's what so would much you fun. rather have, that car or the new VET with the mid-engine? I know the new VET is down on power compared to that, but you know people are going to be slapping on superchargers and stuff. And arguably it's faster, you know, the mid-engine and the balance and the traction and whatnot. Um, the, the Corvette claims 0 to 60 uh, 3.1 seconds in the normal car and uh, 2.9 with the Z51 handling package, which largely means, you know, much better tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around the road course, I don't know. Our friends at Edmonds, um, uh, uh, Alistair Weaver was in here and he said that, uh, that Edmonds purchased, they have on order a C8 Corvette with a Z51 package and a new GT500 with the handling package, but with not the carbon fiber wheels. And they're going to go head to head. He bought it that way because they wanted both cars to be roughly around the same price range. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the carbon pack of the Mustang, it it starts to, to knock the door of a hundred grand. And he wanted to spend like 85, 88. I got to tell you, man, it's a weird, my thing. choice would be the Mustang, just the noise that I like, you know, it's, it's a it's yeah. I might choose a Mustang too. I I was uh, 
I remember being young. Well, I remember a couple things. I remember being really young and going through sort of the gas embargo and fuel lines mm-hmm. and they'd have odd even number license plates and who could fuel up. And it's just a bunch of talk about like we're out of fuel. We're going to be out of fuel, you know, by 1990, we'll have no more fuel and stuff like that. And, and also I then, as I got out of high school, it was like the worst year for every car. And like, <laughs> like 1982 was horrible for a yeah. Z car. It's horrible for a Mustang. Yeah. And horrible for a Corvette. I mean, if you take a look at, let's just say, for the sake of argument, uh, although it'll probably be about right, let's say my kids, my son graduates high school in 2022. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Corvette, the Mustang, the Z car that will be available to him yeah. will be world class. Oh, they may all be electric by then. The <laughs> the Z car, the Corvette, yeah. and the Mustang especially that was available to me was a goddamn shit show, yeah. right? So I remember being a car enthusiast, being young, thank God I couldn't afford anything, you know. It's funny how... A couple of the rich kids got the Z whatever Camaro with the T tops and all that. New, like it was, a, it was, a, but it was still a shit show. Oh yeah, like it was still junk. Like, you uh, know? Someone, uh, someone very, very kindly sent me an original brochure, the big multi-page brochure on the Ford Lightning from '94 and '95. And you're flipping through the pages, and there's the quotes pulled from the, you know, from the rotor trend, motor trends, and car and driver like best handling truck ever made. You know, not only that, and it can tow. This is a category killer. I drive my Lightning all the time. It's a hunk of shit. Right. <laughs> like it's just it's the roughest riding thing. No, I, ever. I know. And so I, I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking in like kind of the mid '80s. Well, we're done with the whole muscle car world. It's all this cafe and fuel mileage and now yeah. smog. And yeah. the only way they could get the emissions down was to detune everything and, and they'd have to, have to lower the compression on everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything was a slug and, you know, Corvette had a V8 in it yeah. with 160. And that went across horsepower. the board. You throw catalytic converters on a Ferrari 308. Not only does it become a fire trap, but it loses, I don't know how much horsepower. but And it's detuned. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting around going, well, we're running out of fuel. Regulations keep getting harsher. Yeah. Gas keeps getting more expensive. And the whole muscle car era is in our rear view over 10 years now. Mm. And all we're going to do, like, if I ever get a decent job where I can afford a Corvette, or a Z car or a Ferrari or something cool, there's going to be nothing left. Nothing. We'll have no fuel and those things will be even slower because cars got faster, 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 faster to like 1971 and a half. Yeah. And then just slower, 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 slower. And I was right in the middle of the slower and all I could see was the graph that was going to just keep going, you know? Tough times, man. They didn't, it's not like they put together three lean years. They put together from, Really, like 1970 to 1987, 88, they just kept getting so like 1990, <laughs> they just kept getting slower. It's like 20 years yeah. of like, so 
I was projecting out the next 20 years, and I was going, oh, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to yeah. keep going down. And the notion that they're Hellcats and SUVs and Jeep Cherokee track attacks and stuff out there, and there's probably, I mean, if we sat down and figured out, I, you know, new Lincoln Navigator's got, you know, 494 horsepower, whatever. If we counted, like that car is 500 horsepower, yeah. you know, for anything 490 plus, there's probably 21 vehicles that have 500 horsepower plus yeah. that are readily available to purchase and drive on the street on, on pump gas, right? Yeah. And, it's and pretty we're, insane. And- we're doing it more efficiently than ever before, but as as you always like to say, you know, once you start to threaten to take away something that we love, it becomes more popular. You know, I'm not saying Mustang sales and Camaro sales are at record numbers, but the popularity of those vehicles to enthusiasts is is still extremely high because we keep sort of threatening to take away those things, but, you know— uh, these car companies are starting to figure out they're like people still really want these cars. They sell a hundred and something thousand of these a year, so they just need to sell uh, you know three times as many small you know thirty seven mile per gallon SUVs or tiny cars, and then uh, you know we can all have our Mustangs and Camaros and sports cars. And tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Pie.